What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to T3G. This is the Tangents Podcast, episode 42, and we're doing a panels on pages episode. Apologize for the audio. I did not have my lavalier mic. It's actually in my car, and it's uh, we're at my wife's work. You know, that's planning for you, planning for you. But today I want to talk about something that was brought up by a friend of mine in terms of Captain Marvel's abilities. Uh, specifically, after they saw... After they saw Endgame, they asked me, what is her kryptonite? Is she just ultra powerful? And I want to bring up the fact that while in the movies, she does seem to be, I would say, actually, I wouldn't even say as powerful as the comic one. In the movies, I mean, she got knocked upside the head in, the, in, in Captain Marvel. She could get punched out. You know, with someone of any sort of higher than human level of strength, she can get knocked out. She has energy-based powers, and I think they've been super, super vague about them in the movies, which allows it to be kind of more of a mysterious, ultra-powerful kind of character. But in the comics, she absorbs and redirects energy. That's, that's her whole thing. Uh, her binary abilities allow her to tap into the power of a white dwarf star, which I don't actually think is a real thing, but it's comics, so who cares? But yeah, at the end of the day, she has a single kind of set of powers. She has the ability to absorb and redirect energy, which is essentially what they gave her in the movie because of the explosion of that engine. In the in the comics, it was the the explosion of the Psycho Megatron, uh, which is still one of, my, one of my favorite like devices, like comic book devices. But yeah, this I'm sorry, the Psyche Megatron. Uh, the Psyche Megatron's explosion, uh, now we found out, just unlocked her Kree DNA, because it turns out her mom is Kree. <laughs> so, and that comes with like a whole stack of family drama. Very interesting. She found letters from her father to her mother, but it, because he was writing to like the soldier and like warrior that he met, um, that's who he was writing to, and that's, you know, her mother chose to be a mother and, and, a, and a human essentially to raise her children and care for her family and it was a really weird read but yeah the life of captain marvel was a really good arc um overall i think a really solid arc of books um a really solid arc of captain marvel as a storyline but yeah you find out that she had she's been kree all along but even when she wasn't kree when she had just gotten these powers through the absorption kind of like a pass-through thing like it always happens in Superman comics and movies you know Superman stands in front of a beam that's supposed to take his powers away it hits Lois or it hits somebody else and they get Superman powers you know it happened on the Flash with uh, with with Iris getting Flash's powers it happens it always happens with superheroes that's kind of uh, the, the trope that this fell into and I don't even I'm not knowledgeable enough to say that this, this was the first example of this I would say more than likely there was a Superman story where it happened first but she ended up with the ability to absorb and redirect energy always did that's where her energy blast came from she absorbed ambient cosmic radiation to be able to provide energy blasts to be able to provide super strength like physical kinetic strength is still energy it's just a different form right i i guess i don't understand why people don't think about these things <laughs> granted i'm the comic nerd so i guess it's my job to think about these things but when people ask me like well you know she's just so powerful like how could she even be stopped well easy you just punch her if she's let's say focusing on blasting someone she's probably not doing the whole super strong thing like she has a set of abilities right they they, they give her the set of abilities but i think it all really falls under the absorb and redirect energy 
umbrella. Like, it's very much, <laughs> you know, they say that she has the invulnerability, super strength, flying, all of these things come from energy absorption and redirection, in my opinion. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that there is any, you know, book evidence of this, but it just, that's really how it works out for me. Absorb and redirect into strength, into muscle strength, into tensile strength for invulnerability, right? Pretty straightforward to me. Like, you redirect your energy to reinforce your, your, your cellular bonds, your cellular walls, which then prevents you from getting injured because your skin is able to take a hit. It, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, you know, like, logically, it makes sense. Like, that's just what you do when you have powers, right? You just, you know, you make yourselves stronger. That's just what you do. Uh, but I, I guess I don't understand why people are confused. The people just, I think there was a lot of, a lot of the outrage that came up with the movies has never happened in the comics, ever. Captain Marvel, previously Ms. Marvel, has always been ridiculously powerful. Always. From the original Ms. Marvel into her becoming binary, which was like ridiculous power levels. And then even when she became Ms. Marvel again, cause she was binary and then she became Warbird. I forgot she became Warbird for a while. That was her name. And then she was toying around with Ms. Marvel. This was the, this was the kind of post civil war era and then post civil war Ms. Marvel and then post Avengers vs. X-Men. She had an encounter with a clone of the original Captain Marvel. And she decided that this was a legacy that needed to be kept up. And she then decided to become Captain Marvel. So this was one of those like, it's not like they turned her into Captain Marvel and it's not like a lot of people made it sound like they made Captain Marvel a woman like no th there was a, a whole story arc to it there was a reason for this it wasn't like somebody woke up one morning like you know what would be great is if we made a Captain Marvel series but Carol's Captain Marvel that's not what happened during the regular series and I think this was a new Avengers arc during Avengers vs. X-Men, so 2012, there was an encounter with the clone Captain Marvel. She had an in internal monologue of like, you know, this is a legacy that needs to be upheld and maybe someone should do something about that. So that, you know, stewed for a year or two and come, I think it was 2014, Ms. Marvel became Captain Marvel. Pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward, I thought. I I, I didn't feel like it was forced. I didn't feel like it was this, some, some subversive thing, like we're doing this to make, you know, like stick it to the man and make a woman like the most powerful. No, no, I don't think it was any of that. I think it was just a Natural progression. Captain Marvel is a legacy character, is a legacy title. Just like Flash. There have been five fucking Flashes. I don't understand why nobody's ever been like, mm, I don't understand why Wally had to be Flash or why why Bart had to be Flash. Because everybody becomes Flash that's in that, that lineage. Everybody. My Captain Marvel, when I first started reading comics in the early 90s, my Captain Marvel was a black woman. I don't understand, like, I've never had a problem with this. I was like, oh, before her, there was a dude. And that was just a thing that I knew, not like a point of contention. It wasn't like, you know, he was a guy first. No, that that's stupid. I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality of anyone who gets mad when stories change. <laughs> story evolution is the point. Um, the whole purpose of writing a story is to have it come to a conclusion. Even with the X-Men, which have been around for, I think we're at 50 years now? Yeah, I think we're 50 years. 50 years of X-Men. Ridiculous amount of time. Scott Summers is still apparently 27. First of all, eat a dick. I don't think that's true. I think the easiest answer, now granted, granted they did attempt a little bit of a explanation through the Ultimates line because they said, <laughs> they said that the important events that happened all kind of drag behind the current time. Like the, there is the now and the now is moving throughout time and it's kind of pulling along all the stuff. So everything that happened that is important happened a few years ago. You know, for instance, you have 
Iron Man. Iron Man originally was a captive in Korea, right? He was a captive in Korea during the Korean War, and then that became the that became the Afghanistan War in the early 90s. Then that became the Afghanistan War in the early 2000s, which is, I guess, ironic. It, you know, every time they retold the story, the origin changed to like more recently. So it all it always all happened a few years ago. I I I, I dig that in a sense, but I honestly also think that there is an easier explanation. You can just say that these people have been around for 50 years and they just age slower. There's nothing wrong with that. Scott Summers can be 55 and actually look 27. Or they age, because you, you gotta look at it this way, some people have aged to like an adult level. So supposedly, I actually just was reading Uncanny X-Men, I'm catching up to current, and there was this backstory of how Scott Summers saved this dude's life 13 years ago when he was in the original Blue and Golds. So you're telling me everything from I think when they changed those costumes, it was, let's say, X-Men, original X-Men run, teens, I think it was in the teens, let's say 15. So everything X-Men 16 and on has happened in 13 years. There have been at least 30 major events. 30 major events. I'd kill myself. If I had to, if my wife died, my other wife turned out to be an evil demon, and then my other wife turned out to be a villain who's been manipulating people this whole time, and I also died twice, my wife died twice, oh my, I would kill myself in 13 years? Insanity. Like, when they try to place these numbers within the context, it, no, it never makes sense. It never makes sense. Why not just say, if they've been around for 50 plus years, because I bet if you count up all the Christmas issues, there's at least more than 13. I feel like I've personally read more than 13 X-Men Christmas issues. So unless Christmas comes around four, five, six, seven times a year, it's been more than 13 years. I, I, I know that everyone wants to keep them young, everyone wants to make sure that they're still, you know, it's stupid. There's nothing wrong with saying, in this universe, everyone simply ages slower. Back to biology, we don't have to move on. So yeah, Wolverine is hundreds of years old. And there's nothing wrong with that. So the factor of, ever, or maybe the, the years move faster, or something. I don't know, there's a way to explain it without having to try to, like, finagle these timelines. Anyway, in all these years, so you're going to tell me that Ms. Marvel has been violently, <laughs> violently stolen, had her power stolen from, to kind of, like, cycle back to, to, to Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers has had her powers violently stolen. Um, her other, <laughs> her, her powers then boosted by an alien race, again, violently, against her will, um, lost her, lost her, her, her uh, free will and was forced to deliver a baby of the guy who was the baby. That was a really, I'm still wrapping my head around that one. It was a whole thing with Kang. There's a time travel element. I'm, it was, there was a lot of problems with that storyline and it was addressed once or twice, but I think Historically, that is one of the more problematic storylines in Marvel. Um, there's just been a lot. There's been a lot that's happened to her. And I just, at some point, if this all happened in 13 years, man, you gotta just call it a life. I, I feel. Like, if this, if you've died at least once and come back, I, I think you gotta just call it. Retire. Retire, man. Go on vacation. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Which was a complete tangent, which I think is the point of the show. <laughs> so, uh, those are my things, I guess. I feel like I've made a point here, at least one, maybe two points on this one. Uh, that's gonna be it. Uh, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Uh, again, I apologize for the audio. Uh, we'll definitely get that updated and fixed. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one.